Here we are, another awesome day and another Keo conversation. My name is Mark Champagne, and I unpack the stories and mental fitness practices of people living at the top of their game personally and professionally. Here on episode two, we sit down with Natalie Warner. She is the magical founder of Green, at the Green Street Juice Company out of Melbourne, Australia. And, you know, I, I describe her as magical because when, when I was introduced to her, you know, that's literally how someone, uh, you know, brought her name up to me. She's magical. Uh, then another person has essentially said she's just a gift, her energy, her passion. And you'll see that through the conversation. Just one of those people that within five seconds of, of speaking with them, just put a giant smile on your face and, and is, you know doing such great purposeful work and we'll do really anything to you know help you so really excited to share some of the insights of her story Um, green street juice was was an idea that was born out of new york city when she was living there with her husband and then actually launched in australia when when they had to leave and we get into those those details it's it's quite the story so the, the, the conversation really impacts that story from, you know, she was a successful lawyer in Australia, then moved to New York, started a uh, flourishing yoga and health coach, coach business, but then back to Australia to, to launch Green Street Juice. So we cover a lot of topics. Um, happy to share these with you. We talk about the physicality of energy around us and, you know, and how that really shapes a lot of the work that we're doing, being brutally honest with your ideas and values, making sure those, those link up. We dive into practices like meditation, breathing, journaling, um, and then also just giving yourself the space to think and reflect and the importance of that and how you can actually go about doing that. And lastly, the conversation conversation starts to wrap um, where we talk about just making every moment exceptional and you know, obviously easier said than done, but it, it, it's a mindset, right? And we get into some of those specifics. So really excited to share this one with you leave your you know leave any comments you've got in the feeds and um, the last thing is if you obviously enjoy the conversation give us some love wherever you're listening obviously a review goes a long way in itunes or in your podcast app and if you take the time to leave a reflective question that has really made a difference in your life uh, i'll definitely comb through these reviews and, and share some of these questions at, um, throughout the show as we as we have more episodes uh, airing. Uh, last thing, the podcast would not be possible without the support of Keo, our daily reflection app. All of these awesome people end up in the app to help guide you through your reflection. So give it a spin. It's in the Apple App Store at this point. Um, you can find it by searching KYO. And thanks for giving us your attention today. Have the absolute best day. So, so Natalie, the first big question, and this always is the icebreaker, and it gets the the gets everything flowing nicely, is just who are you? Oh wow! <laughs> Good morning. That, that, <laughs> Good morning. Happy Saturday. Who yeah. are you? <laughs> wow. Okay. So my big answer for who are you is I'm a huge believer that I am the physical manifestation of um, 
a greater infinite okay. source energy. <laughs> I love that. So please explain well, that a little bit. <laughs> so my firm belief is that we all um, started from one big, beautiful collective source energy that you can call love, that you can call the universe. You know, sure. some people might call it God. Yeah. Um, and what we are here to do on earth <laughs> is to put a physicality to this energy, this love, this spirit, um, and experience everything here on earth in the physical plane. And so what the physical plane involves is this world of contrast. So, you know, light, dark, sure. hot, cold, happy, sad. Um, so we experience contrast and through contrast, we learn to experience preferences um uh you know what feels good personally what might not feel good and so I guess bringing it back to the who are who am I yeah I feel like you've answered um, this question before this is amazing <laughs> I actually haven't been asked this question in an interview before okay. <laughs> um but when I think about who I am, I think beyond just the physical who I am um, always. And that's one aspect of what keeps me mindful mm -hmm. and also puts a greater purpose to being here. So what I am is I am this beautiful non-physical being that's here experiencing an earth suit on earth. Sure. <laughs> Um, and, and um, you know, experiencing every moment for what it presents and learning from that moment and remembering all of those lessons that we knew from each lifetime, If depending on what you believe, this is my belief, yeah, of course. from each lifetime that we circle through, um, relearning all of those, the essence that makes us us, sure. which is kind of well beyond the physical here and now, and even beyond what we do yeah. <laughs> while that, we're here. That was beautiful. <laughs> Does that? <laughs> no, that, that, that was a very loaded response, which is, which is great. Um, and, and, uh, and, you know, explain. But to break it down physically, who I am sure. is, um, just briefly, yeah. um, to bring it to the here and now, <laughs> um, <laughs> The way that I express who I am in the here and now, and I feel incredibly blessed to do so, is that um, I work with my husband. I live in Melbourne. I work with yeah. my husband. Um, we run a beautiful cold-pressed organic juicing business called Green Street Juice, yes. and it's a vehicle for us to spread our values Mm. Um, and you know what we enjoy with a really gorgeous community that believes in what we do here. So that's the physical who I am. <laughs> sure. No, but I love how you know you you express the whole package, which I think is is very mm. important. And it's the first time someone's explained it like that um, to wow. me and on our our through our interviews. So so thank you. But it makes I think it makes sense, right? I, I mean, everyone has their 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 different beliefs, but. I think more and more people, it's hard not to see, you know, these little nuances that are coming up through energy and through, mm. you know, ironic situations that I think pe cause people to step back and, well, wait a minute, um, there's something else going on here. Um, yeah. And what's yeah. nice or encouraging, I'm sure that you're noticing too, is I think people are becoming more and more open to, you know, at least being uh, aware of this, right, or, or, or asking yeah. some questions. So... 
So that's great. Mm. Uh, this just, I think this just helps yeah, even further that discussion. Um, so yeah. thank you for sharing that. <laughs> My pleasure. I hope it's not too out there. No, not at all. Not <laughs> just at all. Just food for thought. <laughs> of course. <laughs> just a regular Saturday morning in Melbourne. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Uh, so I wanted to chat a little bit, Nat, about your, your journey because um, for people that don't know, the you, know, you spent some time in New York, you and your husband, and the business mm-hmm. started, I believe, there. Uh, now you're back uh, home in, in Melbourne. But I would love to chat a little bit. I think you said this in our last chat or in, our, in one of the emails, but there, were, there was a question that you asked yourself is, you know, is there something more to life when you're back in your, your legal profession? And I'm just mm-hmm. wondering, I think that probably comes up often enough with people and the decision to actually act on that is, is, is a whole other story. But what, yeah. you know, what brought you to that? to that question? Um, it was, uh, I feel like my whole journey so far, particularly when we lived in New York, was completely fate-driven. Sure. So, you know, talking about the stars aligning and things. So yeah. um, I worked as a lawyer for about 10 years okay. and I was really I was really good at what I did. You know, I was a young lawyer and working in really senior positions in um, some really great companies um, and doing incredibly, you know, stimulating work and very mentally stimulating as well. So working on, um, you know, contracts and employment arrangements and things that were covering like multiple countries and working on projects and creating employment contracts for brand new projects and things like that. Um, But there was just, I just, there was something missing at a deeper level. And at that time, I didn't know what it was. Um, I was though, I was working as a lawyer. I had always a keen interest in, you know, nutrition and the way that my body worked. I um, practiced yoga regularly and was really taken by yoga. It was um, the practice for me that um, introduced some me time or some time to just, you know, stop and reconnect. Um, And so there was, it just felt like every morning I'd get up to go to work and I wasn't, you know, it wasn't exciting. And I was just thought, is this? is this it? I just, that whole kind of doing the same thing day in, day out, um, working in an office for really long hours um, every day, not creating space or time in my life for the things that really, you know, fed my soul. Sure. Um, it was almost a daily question. It was, it was, yeah, it was like there must be something more to this you know is it just waking up going to the office spending most of the day in the office you know squeezing in yoga when I can going to bed and getting up and doing it all again yeah um so it was the doing the same thing again and again not stopping to ask questions or um or notice the awe and wonder in life I think oh that is nice so yeah yeah and so it was kind of like Surely there's got to be something more to this sure. existence. Well, it's just yeah. so easy to get into an into an autopilot, right? And that's exactly what it was. Exactly, and I, I think mm. I mean I I kind of fell in the same position as well. I'm very happy with the job that I was in. There was no you know issues there, but kind of the same thing as as you. Uh, I'd layer on for me was you know what's the worst that can happen was the question I 
I had asked myself. But, right. But the, the reason I bring that up is because, you know, you hear a lot of different interviews and different podcasts and books of people that, you know, the story goes, I was in my job, I hated my job, and, you know, go do the change. But there's a whole mm. other group of people that are in their job, like their job, but there's still something missing, right? So, and that, yes, and that's what you're describing. Calling. Yeah. Yeah. So, how and did you make the jump? Well, I was just going to say it's sure. perfectly um, leading, actually, because the interesting thing was um, it was fate driven for me. So, what happened was I was I was working an excellent job. Um, I was the in-house lawyer for one of Australia's biggest retailers, okay. and I was, you know, young female heading up employment law for this this retailer nationally here in Australia. Uh, like dream, like I thought it was my dream job. I had an awesome boss. It was, it was like, this is awesome. I yeah. love this. Um, in terms of, you know, the work that I was doing, like for a lawyer, that was really exciting work for me. Um, but an opportunity actually came up for my husband who was working a corporate role at the time as well. Okay. He was in an investor relations role, um, for an Australian company and an opportunity came up for him to take an assignment in New York. Um, we had no idea the life changing experience that that would be. What we imagined is that we would be in New York for somewhere between two to five years. I, my plan um, was to obviously move to New York with my husband. Um, I was going to look for jobs in a major retailer, a legal okay. job with a retailer in New York. And I assumed that I would do that and then come home again and that would propel my legal career having done work um, in New York. Oh, interesting. So, okay. Yeah. So fate had a very, very different plan. So the little clue that started was without even knowing it when we moved to New York we moved into a street called Green Street and that was well before Green Street Juice Co was even and even on the radar when we moved there we moved on to Green Street Um, just an administrative process with getting work in New York meant that I had to wait 90 days for my work authorization permit to be approved there was no question about it being approved it was just filling some forms in and then you wait 90 days Um, in that time I actually decided to do my yoga teacher training and okay. it was the yoga teacher training, um, which was a month, a 200-hour program, um, a month long. And it was that that really unlocked something inside of me. Okay. And I thought when I graduated from that program, I thought to myself, if I don't give um, teaching yoga a go and if I just go straight back and look for a, you know, a legal job in an office – I won't forgive myself. Mm, okay. um, I thought this is something I have to try while I'm here. So yoga essentially filled for me, that training filled for me that deeper question of is there something more because it really lit me up from a, you know, a physical practice perspective but the yoga philosophy as well. Yeah. Um, so then as it happens, often when you're really turning towards your, what I like to call your right life, I had made the decision that I want to give this a go, um, that it makes me happy and, and I want to share this with others. 
And then I met not long after that a personal trainer who had a very established business in New York and she was looking for a yoga instructor to take on board um, to give her um, clients a more holistic approach to their fitness. And so I kind of walked straight into this incredible opportunity where she was um, referring some of her clients to me. And so teaching, um, so I started my own small business in New York initially teaching yoga and it was called Inform Yoga and it started very quickly and it grew quite quickly as well. So before I knew it, I was running around Manhattan teaching yoga, (laughs) teaching one-on-one yoga. Um, Interestingly, I was teaching a lot of lawyers, so I was attracting... (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. I was attracting kind of my previous, you know, life and experience, but I was able to share with lawyers or attorneys in New York, um, my previous experience, but then also bringing in practices of mindfulness and yoga into their day. Sure. Um, that happened very early on in New York and, and then it led to more, which I'll go into, um, in a minute. But the thing that I think about when I reflect back on my, what was the catalyst for the jump for me from lawyer initially to yoga teacher trainer to it's got to be some fear there, right? There had to be. Well, this is, yeah, well, I think it felt so right okay. and I was so um, drawn or called to do mm. that work that I didn't actually stop to think about the, the jump that I was actually making. Okay. Um, a lot of my friends who are still lawyers look to me and say, wow, you're so brave. That would have taken so much courage. I don't think I would be able to do that. But for me, it didn't feel like a decision. It actually just felt like I was stepping into something that was right and meant for me. Sure. Um, But the support was there on my journey in terms of the opportunity came up quite quickly to teach. Yeah. Um, that got me started and then it grew from there. So then it wasn't even a question of, is this the right thing? It just flowed. Yeah. That's, that's um, so, wonderful. Yes. Yeah, it is. And I have, I just feel that, um, and this is where the energetics comes in that if it's right and you are, um, sort of acknowledging your right path, um, then all of the signs and, and all of that support will generally flow in to assist that. Sure. Um, and it, for me, um, the really big catalyst was the fact that I was given this 90 days um, where I thought I would go off and do my yoga teacher training. I mean, you know, I could have decided to go and do a short course at the university um, or something more related to, you know, perhaps yeah. um, applying my legal skills in New York, but I followed the call of my heart and something I'd probably, you know, I'd wanted to do for a while and decided that, no, this is the time to do the yoga teacher training. Um, the thing that really stands out for me about that, that sort of the golden opportunity in my life was it sort of showed me that I probably wouldn't have done that yoga teacher training if I was home and was working in my corporate job because I didn't give myself the time or the space to stop and think about what is it that I really want to do. Yeah. So when I, when I speak to lawyers who say that they think that I'm quite brave for making that initial leap, um, one of my key pieces of advice for them is to not everyone's going to get an opportunity, you know, to go to New York and have this time off. 
but to take some time off if you can or give yourself some space to think about what is it that speaks to you, um, what makes you happy, what, what makes you feel more fulfilled and satisfied. And when you are on the treadmill or you're in the rat race or you know, you're on that hamster wheel, I think some people call it, mm-hmm. um, and you don't stop and ask yourself those questions, then you're not allowing the yeah. guidance to come in. Um, Absolutely. I, I was lucky because I had a forced I had a forced opening and yeah. I listened to that call to think, no, I really want to go off and do this program. So, you know, take the time to stop and ask yourself that que- those questions and give yourself the space um, because it will change your life. Yeah, well, <laughs> it, it will. Exactly. And it's as you're saying that, it, because the, the more I talk to people, the, the obvious thing is that, so in your case, it was that three month uh, time period. And mm. the majority of the cases is someone hits a wall and it's more of a, yeah. you know, a negative kind of physical thing, either it's sick or they're burned out or whatever, like some sort of thing event takes place, I guess. And it's like, yeah. how do you, and this is what we're trying to do, obviously, it's how do you just avoid, I mean, your, your case is like a little bit more of a positive, which is nice, but normally yes. it's not, right? So like, how do you yeah. get people, you're right, to just even take, you know, five minutes, you know, per week or day to just stop for half a second, right? And, and do a little Definitely. bit of that thinking. Because that then, then you, because the triggers are there. It's just, mm. right? It's, it's the meditation, it's the yoga, it's all of these different practices that opens your mind up to actually see the triggers. So, yeah. but until you can get there, you, you need to be able to somewhat react on, on some of these Oh, definitely. And it's, yes, and it's not until you give yourself, and, and like you said, it, it only needs to be, you know, five minutes of just checking in yeah. and kind of recalibrating where you're at. Yeah. Um, you know, um, it doesn't take long. And the more you do that, the more in tune with what you're seeking, yeah. um, you know, that, that signal gets, that vibration gets stronger. Of course. Um, and so, you know, it, it doesn't take long to then really align you with, you know, what do I want? What makes me happy? <laughs> sure. Great question. Mm. So what's mm. the feedback been then when, when you were thinking of, of, about those clients, when you, you know, made that suggestion, it, you think, I mean, I'm sure not everyone did it, but like what were the some success cases in terms of the feedback oh. you gave? Yeah, in terms of um, taking the time. Yes, yeah, yeah. It's always been incredibly positive and um, people are really surprised at Mm -hmm. the difference that something so simple like, you know, stopping for five minutes and doing some deep breathing or meditating, doing a yoga class. Um, taking a walk through nature if, if that's, you know, um, what it is for you. Um, one thing I recommend a lot to um, friends who, you know, look to me for guidance in terms of, you know, how did you do, you know, you yeah. know how did you get to a point where you're doing what you love and it's so different to what I used to do, something as simple as make sure you take your lunch break and even if it's a walk around the block, get some fresh air, look up at the sky and remember mm. that you are part 
of this greater magnificence. It's kind of like what we talked about at the beginning, you know, when it's like, who am I? It's like, I'm this part of this overall greater magnificence and something as simple as a five minute break, walk around the block, look at the sky, look at the other people that are around you. Um, it's, it's, um, it's a really significant, um, it, it has very significant flow-on effects. So people sure. are happier. Um, people are starting to tune into what it is that does excite them, and it might not necessarily mean that they're leaving their jobs um, and doing something else, yeah. but it might mean that they find um, a particular course to do on the weekend that really lights them up. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that course leads to them meeting people who are interested in things that they're interested in. Yeah. And so they start to build a community outside of their Monday to Friday job that feeds them in ways that they didn't have. And that's all from just taking a little bit of time to just stop. <laughs> stop. Yeah. Stop and be aware. You've hit on a, a couple of really, um, great points that I'm glad you brought up. Um, one being that it is like, I think it's okay. People, not everyone needs to leave their job, right? Like that's, I mean, that was our scenario and there's many others like that, but it's okay yeah. if, you know, you love your job and you want to stay in that corporation, but you're right, compliment it or get the most out of it. Or, you know, the, the, the yeah. second thing that I really liked what you said, it was just like stopping to look up, right? Or look, or look around and be um, yeah. observant. That actually changed my life uh, when I was still in pharma um, because I was traveling quite heavily. And at one point, and I'm also a photographer, so at one point it's... Oh, wow. Yeah, it's it's been a passion. And honestly, I think that's actually what started the whole um, awareness around just being mindful of of objects in front of you and whatnot. But I started this photo series when traveling that was just titled Out the Window. And it was anytime I was in a taxi or in an airplane or in a hotel to actually look up and look out the window and take the photo, right? Beautiful. I love that. (laughs) It worked though. And it was just one of those things that, you know, you know, everyone falls kind of victim to that. You're on your phone and you're in the, the, if you just look, there's some incredible things, you know, happening around you and there's, there's beautiful, um, elements to just appreciate and whatnot yeah you know yeah especially in a busy city like new york which i definitely want to talk to you about because you're in like i think two kind of different mindsets in terms of where where you where you live now versus you know the the crazy streets of of new york Mm, mm, which is that whole transition Mm. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was just going to quickly say the same, uh, what we were just talking about also. Yeah. One of my best friends is um, a head lawyer for a, cos- a global cosmetics company and she's seen my transition and it's this whole thing about not having to leave your job but, you know, now that take she's introducing much more sort of mindfulness practices into her day. So she's this by day, this like fierce, you know, corporate sure. lawyer. Um, and then, you know, she goes off and she does like mediumship courses on the weekend and astrology and um, Reiki. And this has kind of been a progression over maybe the last five years for her, pretty much since, you know, my, um, my sort of life change happened. And it's sure. been amazing to see her 
um, bring in this whole new aspect to her life. And it's sure. that perfect example of she's not leaving her incredible, yeah. you know, job that she, she loves and feeds her in certain ways, but she's really rounding it out with, with other aspects that also really nurtures and feeds her. It's um, a great story. Yeah, it's amazing. It's, you know, um, yeah, it's been amazing to watch her journey as well. And yeah, yeah, it's that classic example of what you were just talking about. It's not about having to tip your whole world upside down. <laughs> no, exactly. Mm. So h- let's get to juice. Yes, let's get to juice. How, so, did, how did that come about? Okay, so, um, you know, so I was make, I was teaching um, yoga and started my own business and then I actually did a health, an integrative health coaching program. It was all this, once the yoga started and then I started my own yoga business, it all just unfolded from there. Okay. So the next piece in my puzzle was doing an integrative nutrition program while I was still in New York. And so then I was teaching yoga and also um, health coaching, you know, at the same time. Yeah. Um, and an opportunity came up for me. Well, there was a couple of things. Firstly, when we left Melbourne, it was 2000 and, um, 2012 is when we moved to New York. Okay. And one thing that wasn't happening in Melbourne at that time but was big in New York was cold-pressed organic juicing so we we landed in new york and at the time we do have some other you know juice companies here in melbourne but at the time that we left to live in new york there was none of there was no juice cleansing um there was no juice bars there was none of that at all i mean you know you'd go to a cafe and there'd be smoothies on the menu but there certainly wasn't um you know a cold pressed organic juice or you know anything like that and so One thing I was taken um, by quite quickly when we moved to New York was these awesome juice bars um, that were quite popular. And for me, they were very new. You know, you'd walk in and there'd be these great um, blends and there'd be juice cleanse programs and menus. And so this idea of fasting on juice for me was quite new then. Okay. so Steve, my husband, and I really got into the juicing side of things. Like juice became this big part of our lifestyle sure. there. Um, but then my natural progression, so it became kind of a passion and an interest in and of itself just by what was happening in New York at the time. Um, but my progression was yoga teacher, trainer, um, also health coach. Okay. And then an opportunity came up for me to go to an institute in San Diego called the Gerson Institute. Um, I kind of sorted out. It didn't land in my lap. I sorted out. I was doing some research on juicing and, you know, my fascination with juicing. And the Gerson Institute in San Diego is an institute that looks at helping the body naturally heal from chronic illnesses and diseases through a healing protocol of um, an organic plant-based um, healing protocol. Sure. Um, but a, a cornerstone of the Gerson approach um, is cold-pressed organic juicing. Okay. So I spent a week at the Gerson Institute. Um, they have a, like a medical facility in Mexico um, because I think, I think their practices aren't entirely – um, endorsed by yeah. um, the, the state or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah sure. <laughs> yes. So their their actual 
medical facility um, is in Mexico, but they have an institute in San Diego, which, you know, um, covers the running of the institute and then also where a lot of their practitioners are. So I spent a week there learning um, how to administer or use the Gerson protocol. And the way to do that is that you actually spend seven days doing a modified version of the protocol on yourself. Okay. It's a modified version because you're not ill. Um, and so there's various aspects of the protocol which are specifically, um, you know, really heavily detoxifying the body. Yeah. Um, but what the Gerson Institute for me entailed was seven days of nine cold-pressed organic juices a day um, all freshly made. And then, um, lunch was, you know, a particular plant-based menu and dinner was the same. Um, and then a series of other detoxification practices. Wow. So it was again, another really key, um, cornerstone on my journey that was, was really all leading me to the point where we became cold pressed organic juice makers. Um, But it was at the institute where I, it was midway through my seven-day program. And this this program is incredibly healing for the body and it's incredibly, um, you're releasing and you're detoxifying a lot of physical um, held up matter in the body. But also when you, whenever you do a physical detox, there's also an element of emotional detox as well. Of so, course. you know, you're kind of letting go of at a cellular level, these long held emotions mm. um, and energy sure. um, and your vibration, you know, continues to get lighter and lighter and lighter. And it was midway through that program where there was a day that I was experiencing quite heavy detox symptoms and I felt this physical shift in my body, it was like something moved from my chest and just kind of left my oh, body. Wow. Okay. It it was a physical shift, and I thought, oh, I've just moved something big in my body. Like physically. And then physically, yeah. but energetically, yeah. it was just this this whole like downward like shift in my body. And then I just burst into tears. I didn't know what I was crying about, but I just, it was like this massive, massive release. I just burst into tears. I just felt this shift and I thought, okay, I've just moved something. I don't know what it was, but I moved something really deep that I'd been holding on to. Sure. And it was at that point that I thought to myself, I don't know what exactly it looks like, Mm -hmm. but I want to create, um, I want to make cold-pressed organic juices and genuine healing elixirs um, that, that's kind of based on what I'm learning here at the Gerson. So they need to be legitimate elixirs. They need to be thoughtfully blended and created. Sure. They need to be 100% organic and bottled in glass, which is all of those elements that I'd learned, um, you know, makes it as pure as possible. Okay. Um, wow. So... That is the beginning of, of not knowing what it looked like, but that's what it it needed to be in, okay. in my mind. Interestingly, um, that was in about October 2013. Okay. And not long after that experience, and then when I went back to New York from the Gerson Institute, the, um, the ideas started flowing about what the blends would look like, what the functions of the juices had to be. It okay. was just pouring out of me. Sure. It was, you know, it was just like... Um, and it wasn't Green Street Juice Co. at that time, but it was just this juice company and these, this is what it's going to start to look like. Sure. That in, was in October. New in New York. Yeah. In okay. New York. And how's but, Steve but, right now at this point? 
Well, <laughs> I say, what is happening to my wife? <laughs> well, this is this is a side note, but this is a really good point for what we talked about earlier. Okay. So this is Steve, who's corporate finance, who we'd been married for maybe two years at this point. He married a corporate lawyer, a really career-driven young sure. lawyer. Sure. <laughs> and in the space of probably two years. I've gone lawyer, yoga teacher, trainer, um, health coach. I'm talking about energy. I'm talking about the chakras in the body. I'm talking about – and he's – I always actually appreciate and acknowledge to him – how um, how open and flexible he's been on this journey for us because he had to go on this transition with me and he wasn't – you know, physically or or energetically experiencing the change that I was. So he was observing that in me, but coming along with me on that journey, um, which is kind of a really big testament to him because he's kind of like, okay, so I've married this girl who was this great corporate lawyer and then we've come (laughs) to New York and now she's a yoga teacher and she's telling me she wants to make juice. (laughs) Yeah, it's a lot of change, a lot of change huge amount of change in a really short time um and you know now he's in the business full time and and he's never been happier so it you know it was great for everyone um so back in new york post gerson institute around was kind of mid to late 2013 okay um and here I am with these ideas about these juice um, formulas just pouring out of me, um, you know, a juice for liver cleansing and, and also, you know, and that one has to be blended to also match the energetic um, base energy of the body and formulas just, just pouring out of me sure. and I'm, I'm starting to kind of formulate some things. And then um, we get a phone call uh, at around 1 a.m. Sunday, New York time. And it's Steve's boss back in Australia. And okay. his, his boss is like, there's some stuff that's going on back here. And he was working with a gold mining company at the time and the price of gold was dropping dramatically. Yeah. There was a lot going on back in the head office in Australia. And so his boss rings up and says, look, we actually really need to bring you back home, but it's quite urgent. We need you on the ground. So... Um, uh, can you get on the first plane, you know, first flight possible? We don't know when you're going to be back in New York, so just pack what you need, um, all your essentials, um, wow. because we're bringing you home and we don't know when you're going to get back. Okay. So our life changed in one one phone call. Yeah. Um, that was a Sunday, very early Sunday morning. By lunchtime Monday, Steve was on a plane back to Melbourne. Two suitcases packed and we didn't know what the outlook from there was going to be. Um, So for both of us, but for me in particular, I saw very quickly the unravelling of what I, you know, my dream life. You know, I had my small business in New York um, teaching yoga um, and doing the health coaching and growing, you know, I had a really beautiful clientele. Like I was, I was teaching CEOs of like some really beautiful companies and mm-hmm. like this was, you know, really becoming something. And I was, you know, doing some ambassador work for some, um, aligned products and it was really kind of yeah. flourishing. Um, and so that kind of all changed and, you know, and then we had this whole juicing component that was coming oh, in sure. and then life changed like that. Um, and so it was, I have to stop you there because mm. At that point, 
at that point because that's that's big obviously how yeah how did you how did you take that in or what were some <laughs> of the what were some of the i mean arguably you're doing a lot of things that most people aren't doing for their body and their mind at that point so i'm curious to see how those practices and beliefs and whatnot probably helped you through that but Definitely. is there anything that you can share there to get you yeah. through something like that it was it was incredibly hard for me and I always like to qualify it by saying, look, I know it was a very privileged position to be in. Like, oh no, you had to move home from New York, you know, doing your dream job. Yeah. Oh gee, how, how traumatic for you. Um, but you know, but when you think sure. about it, it was, it was life. Like we had established, you know, we'd been in New York around two years at that time. Um, you know, I had all of these beautiful future plans. Steve was really happy with his role there. It it was, it was our life. It was our whole life. Um, and it was incredible. Um, so for me, it was, um, it was almost what felt to me a test for really, um, walking my talk and Mm. practicing what I preach. So if I'm teaching, if, if I'm teaching yoga and I'm working with corporate clients and I'm telling them that, um, you know, that, that nothing matters but the present moment and to, um, to be connected with yourself. And when you're connected with yourself, it doesn't matter what the environment outside you is doing. You're staying steadfast and strong within yourself. That was my perfect opportunity to practice everything. And it was a test. It was a huge test. Um, because I had to look at myself in the mirror and say, okay, Nat, this is, this is exactly what you teach. So it was my perfect opportunity to really put into practice of course. at the most extreme level what I was teaching. Um, so very much look, you know, look at yourself in the mirror type scenario and say, okay, everything that you teach everyone else about um, a greater plan is at play, having yeah. tr- trust and faith that things are always working out for you. Um, being, finding that place within you that no matter what's going on outside of you, um, there is that inner guidance system and that inner peace that we can find within ourselves. Um, practicing meditation, deep breathing to, um, you know, get my central nervous system into the, the sort of rest and digest stage yeah. as opposed to being in that um, um, flight or, you know, fight or flight. Um, it was a huge test and I, you know, um, I just had to keep the faith and my whole um, kind of mantra or guiding principle throughout it all and what I kept saying to Steve is this: there must be a reason behind this. Um, we don't know it now, but there is a reason behind this. Um, and trusting, 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 trusting that I know it's not ideal. I know it's not what we want for right now. Mm-hmm. Um, that be patient. Some, yeah. Something's coming from this. There, there's a there's a greater plan um, at play. And I was journaling at that time, like you would not believe. And I've got notes in my electronic um, notes because I was I use Evernote at that time. Sure. Of almost keeping a journal of that journey because I knew um, that at some point it would actually form part of the greater story. Um, and it has. And I look at those notes and I was writing down quotes that meant things to me at the time. Like I can, you know, I can find them. I'll share them with you sure. later. It's, you know, That's amazing awesome. quotes about not being able to, 
more quotes around sort of keeping the faith and that things are working out for me um, and there's a, there's a greater plan at play and, um, you know, be patient, yeah. trust. All of this um, was forming part of my journaling at that time and, and recording almost this journey because I knew I knew that it would form part of the greater story, and it has. <laughs> sure. You're, you're literally um, describing my life right now. Because we're, I mean, that we're launching this, right? And it's hard, obviously. Yes. And we have to use, or I, my partner is the same way, but I know I'm, I'm probably journaling more than I ever have and using, yeah. <laughs> like you said, using my own practices and ramping up the meditation, all of these things. It's, it's, yep. I totally relate to what you're saying. It's, you're tested. Isn't it amazing? Yeah. You're tested. Yeah. And the thing is, that was really the beginning of our Green Street Juice journey because I'll finish that story. Sure. But the thing is, all through the business now, I think when you're doing something from your heart, you're so connected to the the journey and also to yourself because it's coming from, it's not so much coming from the head, it's coming from love, it's coming from yeah. the heart space. Um, you will get all of those signals all along the way sure. um, and those tests will constantly come at you. And that's why I actually love to journal and, um, and record the journey because I look back on it now and there's, there's, things, there's things that I've recorded that I'm so glad that I have, like simple things like the whole look of our brand, um, we have these beautiful glass kind of apothecary looking mm. bottles and it's very much a signature of our brand. Yeah, it's, it's very really, different to really anything. Nice. Oh, thank you. Thank yeah. you. Um, and particularly at the time when we launched, because we launched the business in 2014. So I will finish that story because okay. the timing's incredible. Sure. But we launched the business in early 2014 and the look of our bottles, that beautiful glass apothecary look, it was so different to what anyone in um, the juicing industry kind of globally was doing. Sure. Um, now there has been that kind of inspiration to go that way, um, which is beautiful, um, but it was very new and different then. But the, the look and feel of our brand all came about through what we thought was a challenging situation, but mm. it's turned out for the better because when we first started, there was a particular bottle that I wanted to use and it was, um, it was not available or it wasn't being made anymore. And so I had to order a whole lot of samples of different style of bottles. And it was only because of that that we went for the current look and feel that's this beautiful frosted glass and this, you know, this gorgeous apothecary bottle. Yeah. And it's such a signature of our brand and it's the way that people remember us and they, they keep these bottles because they're so beautiful. Of course. And that just came out of an accident or what felt like like a challenge. It was like, oh, we can't get the bottles that we want and now I'm going to have to spend weeks sourcing something else. Yeah. Um, but it was obviously, again, all part of that greater plan. Sure. Um, so I now see challenges, whether it be in life or in business, um, you know, as my time to, to do the work, up the work, yeah. um, and know that there is, um, there's meaning to this, there's a purpose behind it, even yeah, sure. if I can't. Can't see so it. so inspirational. I mean, I'm uh, so happy you shared all of that because I think, well, a selfishly, I'm I'm resonating beyond belief with 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 what you're saying. So it's also personally helpful for for me at at this very moment. But I can only imagine so many people will listen to this, um, will be able to resonate and connect with 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 what you shared. So thank you. 
Uh, thank you. I, I hope so. I hope so. It's sort of part of the greater purpose of Green Street, I think, as well, sure. um, you know, to share that journey and hopefully it, in, it inspires others to, you know, really pursue what they're, what feeds them and their yeah, soul. Absolutely. <laughs> um, but just to very quickly finish that yeah. story. So we were kind of, we were pulled out of New York very quickly. So how overnight. long did you stay? I actually stayed on for about four to five months after Steve left, okay. wow. um, really getting getting our everything in order, essentially, yeah, our much. life, because we were like established, you know, sure. it was so it was kind of getting transitioning again out of New York back to home, um, which involved, you know, uh, me telling my clients um, mm. that I wasn't going to be in New York anymore, which was incredibly difficult because, um, you know, your yoga instructor, particularly in a one-on-one setting, it's a really like intimate connection that you have. Um, and you know, I'm, I'd be seeing some of these people three times a week and it's like, what you're telling me that you're going. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, kind of winding up, um, the yoga and nutrition side of things for myself personally, but then also, you know, just our, our life there, like, you know, sort of packing up and and finishing everything off there. So I was in New York, yeah, for a good sort of, yeah, four to five months um, after Steve left. Um, Steve came back a couple of times, but I essentially packed up our life there and moved everything back. Um, But we then got back to Melbourne um, in December 2013. And then Green Street Juice, the company, was born and launched in March 2014. Okay. So we had three, three months when we got back to Melbourne and the entire, the look and feel, the concept, the bottles, the packaging, everything was born. Um, wow. And then we ended, we ended up calling it Green Street Juice Co because it essentially, you know, bottled um, our time in New York and living on Green Street and that very transformative time in our life. Um, So three months to get that business up and running um, was a phenomenally short amount of time. I'd say. Um, But it was just kind of brewing and brewing and building and layering and layering throughout that time. Um, you know, in New York and and all of those experiences along the way. And as it happens, when we, the way that we launched in Melbourne was that there was the Wonderlust Yoga Festival. So the Wonderlust Festival is a a global yoga festival that travels around the world. And it was the very first time that it was coming to Australia and they were launching in Melbourne And we applied and were accepted um, to be one of the vendors um, in their healthy marketplace. And that was our launch. Um, So the fact that we launched at a yoga festival um, with such such a short amount of time of being home and the date of that yoga festival was actually my mum's birthday. And mum and like my husband, Steve, my mum and his mum share the same birthday. So the 10th of March back in 2014 um, was the launch of Green Street Juice Co here back in Melbourne. Isn't that incredible? <laughs> I, I just love hearing stories like that. Actually, I, I don't think you hear that many stories uh, that are that. Wow. There's so just so much purpose and love and passion and uh, everything. 
for so the whole wow. journey you know from going to new york from the the personal change that we had i went from lawyer to yoga teacher trainer to health coach to you know cold pressed organic juice maker um coming home starting green street juice co based on all of that and almost bottling that time in our life so yeah. when we talk about green street the company it constantly keeps me connected to green street the sure. street in New York, yeah. um, each of our elixirs um, has a New York name um, that's matched to the energy of the elixir. So, mm. you know, an example is the Bronx juice. Um, that blend is a very deep liver cleansing blend. Okay. Um, and it's a, a really deep red because it's a beetroot based blend. Um, it's matched to the energy of the body. That's the lower chakra. So it's very grounding. It's all about getting into your personal power. Okay. It's kind of very like gritty and here and now. And yeah, so it I just energetically, you know, it's the Bronx blend yeah. and so there's this beautiful full story that's built and lives on from that journey that yeah. we had and this is why when I have the day-to-day -day challenges in my business you know like for example uh, our operations manager calls in sick one morning sure sure <laughs> and should that happen sort of should, should that happen, for example, and you might have other important meetings and interviews planned sure. for that day and you have to drop everything and change everything so that the juice can keep flowing. Yeah. Um, I'm so connected to the bigger picture of things and saying, okay, I'm, I'm going to where I'm called today. Yeah. This, is where, this is where I'm needed today. Yeah. And I'm, I'm being pulled towards, you know, where I'm being called because I know, because I've lived it, that there is, um, I think once you're tapped in and open, um, there is, you know, there's greater purpose and we're being, we're being led and guided to where we need to be. And sometimes that doesn't look like what we want it to look like. Yeah. <laughs> um, but if we stay open and um, connected to the greater picture and not just that moment, um, there's definitely much more purpose and meaning, meaning in that, in that sure. overall picture. Yeah. Oh, wow. I'm almost speechless. <laughs> it's hard to, to comment on all of this. It's, um, I, I mean, it seems that the theme is, is definitely you have such a high level of, of trust and, and belief in the just whole journey, right? Yeah. Like, yep. like what you're saying. So I'll ask you then, you know, what are, I definitely want to ask you at one point, you know, your journaling process and what's, what's been helpful and, you know, when you do it and, and whatnot, but are there, like, what are you, in terms of that or some of these practices, what do you struggle with? Oh, gosh, that's a good question. Um, struggle with in terms of my, so my, um, my mindfulness practices. Well, it could be, mean? yeah, it could, it could be that, or, you know, is it, you oh, know, time I know what or... I struggle with. It's sure. come to me. Okay. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Um, okay. Patience. Really? I feel, yeah. Okay. Um, so I feel like one of my lessons in this lifetime is to really develop the skill of patience. And by patience, what I struggle with is having a heap of ideas um, and wanting them to happen 
immediately. Mm. Um, so this download of products and, you know, what we could do with Green Street and how we can help people and, and how else we could do these things, it never, ever, ever stops. Yeah, of course. <laughs> no, no, I, I understand um, that. <laughs> it never stops. Um, so learning to be patient around the implementation of ideas okay. um, and learning to be patient around the resources that we might have to help the implementation um, is a really, really key one for me. Okay. It's something I work on. It's my it's my big one. Sure. Um, and wrapped up in patience is obviously time. Yeah, of course. <laughs> of course. Um, feeling like there is never enough time um, to do all of the things um, that I want to do, including continuing to practice what I preach and really walk my talk. So. Yeah. Um, you may appreciate that with a small growing business, um, there's this constant challenge between feeling like you're wearing multiple hats mm -hmm. and also probably not resourced enough with specialists in each of those areas. So the business kind of relies on you to be able to do a lot of what it needs yeah. to be done and you can certainly call on help but there's also this balance between resourcing and you know how, how to manage all of that yeah um so time is a huge one okay. um but and that kind of fits in with patience in a way because yeah. you have to what i've learned after our our first year of Green Street was massive. Um, I was doing everything. I was juicing. I was bottling juices. I was delivering juices. I was the person. I was the person who would answer the phone and take an order. Sure. And I was the same person who would turn up at someone's doorstep with their juice cleanse. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they'd be like, didn't I speak to you on the phone? And like, yep, that was me. <laughs> Um, and I was wanting to be everything and do everything. And I didn't really acknowledge or appreciate the time mm -hmm. that's involved in that. And I probably wasn't stopping to taking care of my, taking care of myself as I needed to be because I was kind of existing to build Green Street essentially. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I didn't have one of those big sort of crash stories, but I certainly felt like my personal like joy and happiness and, and just all around being was certainly suffering from wanting to do everything and wanting to do it now and, sure. and being the person who did all of that. Um, so I've had to practice and learn on the patient's side of things, um, to acknowledge that these ideas are fabulous, but, you know, writing them down and, um, focusing on the ones that I think might have the biggest impact for people, okay. um, and discerning between what just feels cool because it's creative and it feels wonderful, um, versus what's going to really, um, help people the most. Mm, um, I love that. Yeah, where exactly, where am I going to have most impact? Where am I going to serve best? So, you know, a classic example is coming into Christmas time. Um, I might have this idea where it's like, oh, I want to make this amazing like unicorn smoothie. I want it to be healthy and I want it to be multicolored and edible glitter. And, you know, yeah. I could potentially get distracted by this wonderful creative thing that's calling me 
versus, hold on, what about I do, um, you know, what about a program that helps people stay healthy over the Christmas period sure. and gives them hints and tips on, on, you know, how to manage, how to manage their energy levels and what they're eating over the Christmas period. And, you know, the, I, like when ordinarily I might've jumped in and gone, right, I'm going to do them both. We're going to do a unicorn smoothie promotion and we're going to do a Christmas period, healthy promotion. And we're going to do this, 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 and this. I'm like, okay, what's going to serve people best Sure. And then I've decided that probably this kind of healthy eating tips and, and you know, how to incorporate what we do to, to stay healthy and maintain your energy over Christmas is much more meaningful and impactful for people probably yeah. than me spending time formulating a gorgeous, fun unicorn smoothie. <laughs> sure. It sounds delightful. But <laughs> so how do you so stop you... yourself then in that, in that process? Or like what are some of the things that, you're doing if it's writing because the, the prompts are there, which I love to hear because I mean mm. we can we can def I definitely see the value there. But there's something to be said that you know you're flying through all these ideas and like you said, oh, I'll just do both. Yeah. So what? Which is what I would have done most yeah. of the time up until most recently. Okay. Uh, it's more planning to be honest and stopping and, and writing these things down okay having a look at what's already on the agenda and being really brutally honest with um, what's most oh this is this is really what it boils down to it's knowing your values yeah and um, what most aligns with your values. So a process that Steve and I did, and only most recently, I mean, we kind of know our values because it's our value system that's been guiding us this whole time. You know, we 100% organic, it's got to be in glass, um, environmentally friendly, um, authentic. We have all these values around the way, integrity, um, around the way we run our business and what guides um, what Green Street looks like and does. You're going to love this. Most I'm loving recently, all of this. <laughs> <laughs> Most recently, uh, we actually took the time to put some time in our schedule and write the values down. Okay. And, you know, create a set of like four key values for the company, which I know is fundamental and most people do this. But we've just been like go, 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 go. And it's like, okay, let's write these down and let's get really clear and crisp on what these values are that guide Green Street. Mm -hmm. And let's put a northern star above all of these values. And our northern star is our very succinct, um, you know, guiding light. Yeah. And now when I look at all of these amazing things that I want to do, and then I look at how much time there is in the day and where all of my commitments are. Um, I look at those values. I look at what I want to do and I say, which one of these fits in with these values the most? Mm -hmm. And, and almost always that ties in beautifully with having the most impact. Sure. Because if it's aligned with our values, it's, the one that's going to be, you know, having the, the most impact with, with where we're going and, and our journey. Um, that's, that's how we do it. <laughs> that's really nice. What, you know what I really love about that? Because um, it, it, it's clear how that could work. It, it seems very obvious, but you have to go through the, the process to actually do it, right? Which is, is key. 
But it, totally. what I like about it too is you could totally apply that, you know, to your personal life as well, right? Or anything. Definitely. And if you're yeah. you're clear on, you know, yourself personally, and I, I'd imagine a lot of your values probably are intertwined personally and with with the business. Um, Definitely. So it, it works it works well like that. But just taking again taking that time and like you said writing it out and then leveraging that as a as a guiding North Star. That's, that's brilliant. Mm, yeah. mm, definitely. That's been a big one. And so that helps with everything. That helps with the time, mm-hmm. you know, thing, um, the patience, um, sure. because the desire to create, 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 create is always going to be there. But, but bringing it back to something like really meaningful and purposeful and impactful um, kind of changes the priority and the urgency or the, or the, the need for yeah. it. Um, the other thing that's helped me with that struggle of like, I see time, I feel like whenever we focus on time or something like money, which again, you know, when you've got a, when you're launching a small business and a growing business, time and money are your key kind of um, scarce assets. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, but what I've learned in relation to that as well is this whole thing about not focusing on the scarcity and it ties back to oh. the values and the impact thing. If I look at my packed diary and I look at all of the things that we want to do and then the money that that might cost to implement and I come from this place of, oh, like lack, 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 not enough time, not enough money, yeah. um, it's this whole vibration and mindset of scarcity whenever we look particularly at time and money it's just like we normally always come from this place of scarcity and lack um so to change that up what i've been doing is actually um looking at um like looking at where i'm spending my time where we're spending the money making sure that's aligned with the values and then therefore instead of thinking oh I'm not getting to I'm not getting to do this and I'm not getting to do this and I'm not getting to do this. I'm actually looking at my diary and schedule and saying, "Oh, this week I got to do this 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 and this." And it's aligned with our our planning and our scheduling in this way, in this way, in this way, in this way. And all of a sudden, yeah. time and money feel abundant because I'm looking at where I'm spending my time, how aligned that is to my values and the impact that we're making. Sure. So it's not coming from scarcity anymore. Um, it's more so coming from really enjoying those areas where I am putting the time, you know, or, you know, you can apply this to money as well. Yeah. And cherishing and valuing that and not comparing or entering a dialogue of, oh, I did all of these, but I didn't do X, Y, and Z. It's more so saying, look at what I have done. Look at what I have achieved. Um, and then all of a sudden it feels full and abundant instead of scarce and, and lack. That's an incredible, does that make, oh, does that no, make no. sense? Yeah, that's an incredible insight and such a, a great mindset to, 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 mm. to take on. I think, I mean, I, I can use that personally myself as well. And I think if I think of some of the most stressful points and even just getting this business off the ground, it's that very thing is, okay, well, I have this incredible conversation lined up with you, right? Yes. Wow. I mean, I wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't for this, this, and this. So it it, it doesn't matter, right? I mean, to to your point, there's a lot of 
and even even what you mentioned in your email, you know, just even with the English English language, right? Of you know, sixty two percent of the words being negative. It's just we're we're yeah. surrounded by that everywhere. Yeah. So yeah. You, you really do have to work on it consciously to because there are so many great positive things there, but you just have to actually actively look and appreciate those things. Mm-hmm. Right. It goes yeah. back to that whole concept. You can't. You know, you can't be upset or angry and grateful at the same time. It's just absolutely it's just, it's yes. impossible, right? Absolutely. And knowing that we're hardwired for more negativity than positivity, knowing that we're hardwired to look at scarcity instead of abundance because it's all survival, right? Sure. Like we're hardwired to look at things in scarcity because it's like, oh, if I don't have enough, I'm not going to survive and I'm hardwired to survive. Yeah. But if you know that and you find your way that works for you to flip that on its head, life is a completely different experience. Um, You know, if you look at the positives instead of the negatives, if you look at ways to find abundance Mm. instead of looking at the scarcity, it removes all of those things that cause suffering in the human condition. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Yeah. Oh, that is great. That is really, really great. Yeah. And then life is like most of the time sunshines and rainbows and it's not to say or deny um, because there's there's a great movement coming through and I quite like it. It's about not denying or um, ignoring the negatives. And, yes, life is contrast. So, you know, to be happy, you know, we, we have to experience the other end of it. Sure. But, you know, but, but what ways can we exist so that it just feels more meaningful and purposeful instead of just living in survival mode from yeah. day to day? Because we've kind of evolved past survival mode, I feel. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's been a few years that have gone by. <laughs> Since living, you know, in the cave and yeah. looking for the next waterhole. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. But very true. Very true. Yeah. Um, All right. I have to ask you for your three questions. Um, Oh, yes. This was really challenging for me, mostly because you can probably tell um, I have like almost often too much to give and I I don't know when to stop and just limit it just to three Um, because there's always just so many questions. Sure. Um, But I love questions. I love questions. I love quotes. Um, you know, they're all wonderful thought provokers and they always cut our autopilot. They stop the autopilot and they create thought, which, you know, is where all the magic happens. Um, so three questions is one of them is actually one of the tag, one of our key taglines for green street juice. And that is what feeds your soul. Yeah. I love that. So, you know, if, if you're asking yourself that question, you're always going to be brought back to um, the things that that really bring you joy and meaning. Um, So what feeds your soul? Um, And then the next question, uh, which is a key question for me, is if not now, when? Oh, Um, that's lovely. Yeah, and I even used to use that back in my legal days around certain, you know, retreats I might have wanted to go on or training programs I wanted to do but you know I'm too busy I'm too busy and and so really like asking that question if not now when okay and then the last one which is a daily question for me in the morning is how can I make today extraordinary Mm. 
because if you're starting your morning with that mindset um, and by extraordinary, and this is something that's also very much weaved into the Green Street Juice philosophy, I'm not talking about like, you know, going and planning like a balloon ride or, you know, like, sure. um, you know, a hot, I'm going to make today extraordinary. I'm going to go and book myself in a hot air balloon ride and it's going to be astronomical. It's, it's how do you make every moment um, exceptional? Um, you know, so for me, it might be, um, putting a few drops of essential oils into my shower when I start the shower. So that the steam, um, creates this amazing aroma and I feel like I'm in a spa, but I'm actually just getting in to have Mm -hmm. my morning shower. Um, from a green street juice perspective, we talk about experiencing exceptional, you know, choosing, um, a beautiful organic juice that's packaged in glass. There's a mantra on the back of it. Read the mantra as you sip on your morning juice. Like how different is that to just, yeah. you know, running into a 7-Eleven, picking up, I don't know, a soda um, yeah. and like, you know, running off to your first meeting or something. So it's um, that question for me about how can I make today extraordinary is is what opportunities in every moment do I have to turn the ordinary into exceptional? Like That is the perfect, perfect way to you know, start wrap, wrapping this up because that, I mean, oh, <laughs> Before I, feel, I talk your head off. No, but I feel like we could talk for hours and I'd love, I want to respect your time. Um, but it's just that that's everything that we're trying to do, right? Is, is how can you find moments everywhere, right? In whether you're yeah. walking down the street, like you said, or taking a drink out of your, you know, bottle, they're mm-hmm. there. You know, you don't always have to, you don't always have to go back to the top of a, a mountain, right? And yeah, have this majestic yeah. sunset coming in. So yeah. um, I love that. That's, that's yeah. wonderful. And, Thank you. Know, you. I, I, the, the final question um, for you is, you know, as we sit here together, um, what are you most grateful for? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> um, I am most grateful for um, being able to live my values every day um, with someone who, you know, is right like with Steve um, and do that together every day. That's wonderful. Mm, I, I would, so just to wrap up, I would like to, A, thank you for, for being so honest and sharing the wonderful details of, of your story. Um, oh, thank but, you. But most importantly, just acknowledge you, you and Steve, frankly, um, for the decisions you've made in your life and to trust the process. I, I mean, I think that is a big theme that has come out in our conversation of trusting. And even though you think you're not patient on the, on the idea front, and you're, <laughs> you're, you're very patient, I think, on working through the struggles and working through all the triggers that are coming up and whatnot. And because of that, you know, so many people are benefiting uh, around your, your space and around your circle. And, you know, so I'd like to acknowledge and thank you for that, including myself, um, you know, across the world. So, and hopefully a whole oh. bunch of people through, through the Keo community as well. So, oh, thank you. Thank that, you. that feeds my soul. So thank you. <laughs>